0: Welcome back to, or welcome to, My Thoughts, a podcast where I share my thoughts, opinions, and ideas on different topics. Today's topic is Greek mythology, so let's dive right in, shall we? So, Greek mythology has always fascinated me, but I think we should start out with the beginning. The beginning of the world. According to Greek myths, the world was a basically empty, dark place with no life, though there was Gaia, the Earth, and Uranus, the sky. They fell in love and had the children called the Cyclopses, the Giants, and the Giants with too many arms and too many eyes. They had 50 arms and 50 eyes. Uranus, disgusted that his children were so ugly, banished all but the Giants to the underworld, Tartarus. Gaia was extremely angry that Uranus banished some of her children. And they were never the same. So those giants all started to, you know, continue the giant life. But Uranus, or Uranus, whatever you want to say, was afraid of his children's power and was afraid that they would, like, overthrow him or something. Well, you see, Kronos and Rhea, well, Kronos in particular, was not really happy with his dad. And basically decided, I'm older, I want to be the super god, the whatever Uranus was. And so he struck a deal with Gaia that uh, she would help him defeat Uranus if he released the other children from Tartarus. So, Kronos killed Uranus and used his blood to create the oceans on Earth. But... He did not release the Cyclopses and the 50-arm, 50-eye giants, much to Gaia's anger. Anyway, back to Kronos and Rhea. They had children, the Olympians, but Kronos was afraid that his children would overthrow him the same way he overthrew his father, so he ate them when they were kids. But Rhea was not very happy about this, and with the help of her mother, Gaia, hid the child Zeus and instead replaced him with a rock, which, you know, Kronos ate. So Kronos ate the rock and the child was fine. Anyway, Zeus grew up and rescued his brothers and sisters from Kronos and declared war on Kronos and the giants. And there was a super long battle between the Olympians and the giants, you know, fighting. It was like years long. But eventually, Zeus rescued the Cyclops and giants with extra arms and extra eyes to help them, and they won. So Zeus, you know, became the top god, and the Olympians also ruled. Zeus then married Hera, his sister, and became king of the gods. His brother Hades and Poseidon were also given places to rule. Zeus ruled the sky, Hades ruled the underworld, and Poseidon ruled the sea. So here is a list of the Olympians. Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, Hera, Aphrodite, Athena, Hestia, Ares, Apollo, Hermes, and Hephaestus. There's a lot of info about each one. So I'll give you some basics. See, Zeus, he's the king of the gods and the king of storms. His big weapon was a thunderbolt or a lightning bolt and thunder, which he could use basically everywhere, and he was married to Hera, the goddess of marriage and the queen of the gods. So Hera and Zeus did have a few children, but Zeus was known for um, falling in love with mortals. Nasty habit. And Hera actually took out her um, anger on those who were often. In love with Zeus, or, uh, you know, bespelled by Zeus, because she obviously couldn't take her anger out on her big brother, because her big brother was the king of the gods, and she couldn't really do anything to him, but she, she has a lot of stories of doing horrible things to mortals. Then there's Poseidon. He was the kind of king of the sea, if you will, and... A famous myth about him was that he created horses, but Athena created the bridle, and so that's why Athens is named after Athena, not Poseidon. Um, but yeah, he's god of the sea and all that. Then Hades was the god of the underworld, and one of his big myths is, well, the story of Persephone, because you see. Hades was lonely and very, very lonely in the underworld. Like, extremely lonely because all he had were the depressed dead people who came to the underworld, so, not very much conversation. But anyway, he saw Persephone and decided she was just so pretty and so perfect, so he kidnapped her. You know, don't recommend, no. And when he kidnapped her, basically took her to the underworld. And you see, her mother was like the goddess of spring and harvest, um, Demeter. So since Persephone was down there, Demeter got really sad and kept annoying Zeus to do something. Because she was like, I'm so sad my daughter was kidnapped by Hades, blah, blah, blah. And Zeus was like, oh, fine, I'm very annoyed with you now, so I'll ask him. And he sent Hermes, the messenger who, you know, goes to the underworld, uh, to go get Persephone. But um, Persephone had already eaten some food down there, a pomegranate. And basically couldn't leave, because when you eat food in the underworld, you can't go back to the mortal world, and so Demeter was, you know, very depressed again, and uh, so Zeus finally just decided he had enough, and decided that Persephone would spend six months in the underworld, and six months with Demeter, which explains the seasons, because, you know, six months, you know, good harvests, and flowers, and spring, and whatever, which is when Persephone's with Demeter, and then those six months of, like, cold and death and blah is when she's with Hades in the underworld. So, yeah, and then Hera, like I said, queen of the gods or whatever, goddess of marriage, you know, very bad temper, has a lot of stories about getting revenge. So, like, one was about Hercules, you know, <laughs> she was not impressed with Hercules, and actually made him go crazy. It was very bad. And um, there's actually a famous story with Hera. She was very upset that, um, you know, Zeus fell in love again with some mortal dude, and um, basically she didn't like Hercules, like, at all. And so Hercules was off there living his life with his wife and whatever, you know. And Hera caused him to go crazy and kill his family. Oof, ugh, very, very bad. And basically, he went nuts, but then he returned his sanity after his family was destroyed. So, basically, he felt terrible guilt. So... He basically decided that he would do 12 labors or what was really supposed to be like 10 labors um, to kind of like absolve his guilt and like get rid of his guilt. Um, So he did his 10 labors and kept getting more labors because, you know, they kept claiming that he wasn't doing it right and whatever just to get more labor and stuff. But anyway, then there's Aphrodite. She was the goddess of love and beauty. And so whenever someone wanted to fall in love, they would, like, ask Aphrodite to do something. And one of her famous stories is there was this dude who fell in love with this girl, like, Georgia or whatever her name was. But she was not super interested. She was kind of like, I don't know, a tomboy? I don't know. What would you call that? Well, anyway, she was like a hunter and all that, so she would like hunt, and she was like, she was amazing at different sports like swimming and running, and she didn't really want to be married, but uh, kind of as a joke, she said um, whoever could beat her in a race would get her heart. Nobody could beat her in a race, so that dude he went to Aphrodite. And Aphrodite caused them to fall in love with each other, but they never thanked Aphrodite. And she got very mad, and turned them into animals. But yeah, then you have Athena. So Athena is the goddess of wisdom and crafts, which explains the uh, earlier myth with Poseidon. Because although Poseidon created a horse, they had no way to tame it. So, yeah. Basically, the the full myth goes that they both wanted a town named after them. And so they had a challenge of inventions. But you see Athena, you know, she was like the goddess of inventions and crafts and stuff. So you see Poseidon, he made a horse, you know, pretty cool, right? But no one could get near it and no one could tame it because it was wild and crazy. But Athena created the bridle. To tame the horse. So Athena got a place named after her called Athens. Hestia, I don't know. I think she's the goddess of the hearth. So, like, fires and stuff. um, Yeah. Yeah, she is the goddess of the hearth and goddess of domestic uh, stuff. As well as the family and the home. So. Basically, Goddess of Hearth, family, home, all that good stuff. And um Yeah. She also helped keep peace and family and taught people how to build homes. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, she let's see. Do 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 do. Yeah, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. There's not a ton of stuff about her actually. Because sometimes she's replaced with another god uh, instead. So basically, you know, goddess of the hearth and, you know, families. But often, although she is an Olympian as Estia, the goddess of hearth. She's often replaced with Dionysus, um, he was basically like the god of partying, and he was like half donkey, or not donkey, It's like half goat, I don't remember what they're called right now. Yeah, but anyway, he was a party guy, (laughs) but I did mention her here because she was supposedly the firstborn child of Kronos and Rhea, so she is an Olympian. Yeah, Then you have Ares, the god of war and fire and all that stuff. So, you know, crazy, angry dude who loved war, basically. Um, yeah, that's about it. But he actually fell in love with Aphrodite. But um, Aphrodite fell in love with him, too. So Ares and Aphrodite fell in love. But they weren't really meant to be they weren't really supposed to be together because Aphrodite was married to some other dude so yeah then Apollo is actually the god of sun and music see um his thing I guess was the sun so he had a chariot that he would drag the sun up with every morning so you know god of sun, and takes the sun up every day, and apparently, his myth was that he would, you know, ride his chariot across the sky with the sun, and then at night, his sister, his twin sister, um, Artemis, would bring the moon in her chariot across the night, so, cool. He was also the god of music, and uh, so he had a thing called a lyre, it's kind of like a mini harp. Yeah. And Hermes was the god of like, traveling and flight. So he had these like, boots that with wings, so he could like fly everywhere. And he was kind of like a messenger, and brought messages to each of the gods when they wanted to talk to each other and stuff. And he was like the only person who could get in and out of the underworld without any harm to himself, because he's the messenger. And it's, Not great if your messenger can't actually do anything. Yeah, so that's Hermes. And then there was Hephaestus. So he was like the god of metalworking and kind of like inventions and stuff. And you see, when he was a baby, he was the son of Zeus and Hera. But Hera thought he was ugly and threw him off the uh, Mount Olympus. So, he was abandoned, but he was a very important metal worker, and often created stuff for the gods. So, like a shield for like Athena, magical like wooden shield thing or gold bronze whatever it was shield thingy, and then made like a helmet for Ares and stuff, and made a a throne for his mother Hera. So yeah, lots of fun stuff but he was actually married to Aphrodite because Zeus told them to marry and Aphrodite did not like Hephaestus but Hephaestus loved Aphrodite he fell in love with Aphrodite but Aphrodite didn't like him and fell in love with Ares instead but she was still technically married to Hephaestus so then there's also the goddess Artemis who you know basically She's actually often called a tri-goddess. So she was, well, in Roman mythology, she's often called Diana. But in Greek mythology, the one we're doing today, she was called Artemis. So she was mostly known as the goddess of the hunt. And basically, she, you know, was the goddess of the hunt. It kind of explains itself. She did a lot of hunting. And she was called like the virgin hunter because uh, she decided she never wanted to get married. So and as a huntress, she would often go around in the woods with her hounds to hunt deer and stuff. But besides hunting, as she's most known for, she was also sometimes considered the goddess of the moon, um, like Diana in Roman mythology. Uh, So she basically, like Apollo, did his, like, sun chariot thing. She did the moon chariot thing. So, yeah. And uh, when she was younger, apparently, she was born. And Zeus, she told Zeus that she wanted stuff for her birthday and kind of, like, just as gifts. And he said he'd give her stuff. And she asked for, like, a wonderful bow, like the one her brother had. And uh, that she would never have to marry and all that, so he he gave her those. But she's also well known for another myth. Well, actually two myths. So like the first one was that apparently she had a very close friendship with this dude called Orion. He was a hunter, and one day he was like swimming, and Apollo dared her to try and shoot whatever out there was kind of swimming. So she shot at it, and uh, he, he died. Um, basically, and so she was heartbroken when she realized what was out there. In some myths, Apollo knew what was out there and wanted her to get it on purpose, but in some myths, he didn't know either. But anyway, she made him into a stars. So, you know, there's actually a constellation called Orion and like Orion's belt and stuff. So, yeah. So this is one of the most popular myths. Oh, there's actually another myth, too. I forgot to mention. Um, So basically, once there was, like, this princess, and her father was the king, and they were trying to go somewhere on their ship, but Artemis wouldn't let them pass because they did something like sacrifice her favorite deer or something to another god or whatever. So anyway, Artemis was mad, And the only solution was to sacrifice his daughter, but he really loved his daughter. So eventually he did give in, though, because they needed to go. And um, Artemis felt felt bad. Dog, what are you doing? Okay, my dog has interrupted the podcast session again. Okay, anyway, she felt really bad about this poor kid being sacrificed. So she decided instead that she could become a priestess for her. Uh, and saved her life by replacing a deer in its, uh, place. But, um, yeah, she was not too happy, and her brothers helped the, her escape, so, anyway. Uh, now, one of my favorite myths, and probably one of the most popular, is the Athena and Arachne story, um, So, basically, once there was a mortal named Arachne, who was amazing at weaving, and she would, like, weave tapestries and artwork, and people came from all over. How dog. She stepped on my foot. Yeah. They would come all over to look at her art. They said Athena herself must have blessed her because she was the goddess of crafts and um, that she was so amazing that the goddess of crafts obviously must have blessed her and she's just so great but to these compliments she laughed she boasted that she was better than athena and that athena had not blessed her she was just naturally better so one day athena disguised as like a hag showed up to see her you know because she heard some rumors and she asked her if she was better than athena she said she was better and Athena was very angry and challenged her to a contest. So they got a judge and began. So Athena made beautiful scenes of mortals praying to gods and leaving offerings. But Arachne made weavings of gods looking like fools. <laughs> um. So Arachne's, well, Athena showing, you know, mortals bowing down to gods, although it was a beautiful weaving and obviously something a god would do. The mortals did not like it very much, and likewise, the the gods didn't really like Arachne's artwork because although it was good, it was about the gods looking like fools, so. Um, the judges said Arachne's was better, and Athena got really angry and turned her into a spider so she could weave forever, and funny enough, Arachne actually means spider in Greek. So, she had a very well-fitted name. But that's why spiders weave stuff and hide in corners, apparently. But yeah, um, I'll probably re-record this episode later, because my dog keeps getting in the way, and I mispronounced a few things, and um, yeah. But anyway... (laughs) Basically, I have a plan for the next few weeks. Oh, hi dog. Um, That first episode, you know, about sustainability. Second episode about Greek mythology. Third episode about reviewing a charity that I've been researching. And the fourth one about uh, Shakespearean history and the modern versions of different plays, like A Midsummer Night's Dream. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope to see you guys later in another episode, and I hope you have a great day. Bye!